Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Alexandria. I am so excited for this podcast today. We are talking about walking by faith. I brought in a really good friend of mine, Andra Williams. Um, listen, we had were too busy jumping into the conversation that I forgot to actually introduce in the podcast. Um, so I had to go back and do this voiceover um, for the podcast. So Andra, she is a entrepreneur. She is a business coach. She is a blogger. Um, so many things. And I loved her story of how she um, literally did everything. She's from Michigan, left Michigan, came to, all the way to Los Angeles on a word from the Lord, um, went through so much, and then even now just walking into so much of the promise that God has for her. Um, I know there's so many people um, who will resonate so much with her story, even if you're not a business owner or a coach or anything like that, but just the simple fact of you may be in a season where you've been obedient to God and being obedient has not always seemed like it worked in your favor at that time and how you literally had to learn how to trust God for everything. But as the word says, he who's, who he promised is faithful and how you begin to see how the Lord kept his promise for you. So I'm hoping that her podcast today really encourages you and blesses you. And so I'm going to let it take it away. Because I feel like within just the Black communities that it's so much stuff with them wanting to invest in you. You have to really <laughs> just give it your all. Absolutely. Yeah, for them to see your work. So yeah. Well, you didn't know that as you were talking, I'm like, oop, that's the starting point. Oh, <laughs> I saw it in my head. I'm like, so this is transition. Let's go for it. Okay. Let's talk about it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> so how was your journey? Like, what was that process like for you? Being someone who, like I said, you are from Detroit. Is it Detroit? I know it's Michigan or. Michigan. Yes. Well, I kind of like, not saying that I, I make up where I'm from, but I'm from Mount Morris, but it's a small okay. town there. Um, so I I just tell people I'm from Flint, but I'm from Mount okay. Morris because they'll be like, where is that at? So <laughs> like, yeah, I'm from wherever at in Michigan, but yeah. Okay. But still like, you know, I'm from Virginia. So most people in Virginia, and I'm not sure if it's the same thing in um, Michigan, but when you tell someone, oh, first of all, I'm picking up and moving my whole life across the country, all on God said, that in itself blows people's mind because most people go, well, God didn't tell you that. What's out there? What are you going to be doing? How do you know you're going to do all this stuff? Like, what was that process like from you just starting off, like picking up, moving, going there to LA? Well, for me, I started, my journey started in 2012 when I received a prophecy around where I would be at now. And mm -hmm. when I received this prophecy in 2012, I didn't have a blog. I didn't, I was barely a Christian. I still, I, I had so much stuff that I was working through with as far as like my confidence, my faith and my purity. So all of these different things. And so this man calls me from Facebook messenger 
out the blue it was really late calls me from facebook messenger wow said <laughs> yeah like it was so blue like it was out of the blue and normally you know if you're not friends with that person you, it goes in a message request so yeah. like no way i would have like known that it was there unless i slowed down to to look at it so i slowed down to look and this man he started ministering to me. So he said all of these different things, like, you know, when you move that, that God has called you and that he's going to send you to California and that you will become a blogger and that throughout this blog, it will be a domino effect and that your blog will open up the door for you to have to write a book in addition to having a ministry and you will speak to thousands of women online. And I thought to myself, I, I said, no way. Like you have the yeah. wrong person. There's no way that this could be true. Like, like how, how is this even possible? You know, yeah. um, especially being from someone who I had, you know, like similar to us, like we have a faith background, but they're, I, I wasn't active in my faith. Like I just became a Christian the night before he messaged me. So it was like very fast. Like I, wow. I Googled how to receive God. Like, as your <laughs> like I Googled it, like it was so ratchet. And I feel like it's even more ratchet because my mom is, uh, she's a pastor. And so, yeah. so it was like, but I had so much stuff that I was going through that I didn't want to bring this issue to my mom. So I Googled how to surrender your life to God in 2013. And then the next day I received a message from the guy on Facebook. So it was very fast. And he said all these things around, you know, God, you're going to become a blogger. And through this blog, you're going to minister to a thousand women online. You're going to write a book. You're going to start a ministry. And it's going to be all these women. And I thought to myself like, wow, like you have the wrong person because there's <laughs> Like I'm a mess. I don't know what you're talking about. So I slammed down the idea for, I want to say for two years, for two years. Then all of a sudden a friend called me and she wasn't, she's not a believer. Mm. She called me in 2015, 2016. And she randomly said, Andra, you know what you should do? You should create a blog. And I said, I said, <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, she was like, you should create a blog because um, she said, you just have so much within you. And I know at this point I was working at a bakery. And so she said, it's just so much in you. Like you're so much bigger than the bakery that you're working mm -hmm. at. And I was like, okay, God, I'm listening. Like yeah. I'm listening what you're saying. And so in 2016, I launched my blog. And that, that whole process right there was a lot because, you know, when you receive a word, your first initial thought is that this prophecy is going to take off. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, like the day that I received a prophecy that I'm going to have it. And I mean, that happens for most people, but that wasn't the case for me. So after I accepted the prophecy that that the lord said in 2016 i was you know i was disobedient for three years so that was that right there like i should have known that it was going to be a little bit of a pullback because i didn't <laughs> do what that called yeah so yeah so i i went through a lot of warfare it was a lot of internal work mm -hmm. that i had to go through it was as if god and this is when i had this visitation to where the lord took me to heaven for three years and Within the three years, I was in this space of where I called the meadows. Mm -hmm. And 
I think of David when Jonathan led him to the meadow wow. and he says, stay here, you will be, the only way that the enemy will be able to find you is if the enemy, his father will be able to find you is if I bring them to you, but you will be safe within the meadow. And so I could see like, you know, it was so much stuff that was happening spiritually, but it was as if God had me into this space of this like dwelling place that I wasn't attacked. Like it was a lot of things happening around me, but it wasn't mm -hmm. like happening to me all like that. And so that's where I was at for three years. And then here comes 2019 and I lost my job at the bakery. So I was still at the bakery that I was working in 2013. I lost my job and my blog didn't really take, it didn't take off all like that. So it had like th like eight viewers and I was five of those viewers. So <laughs> said I was five of the eight. <laughs> yeah, so I don't even know who the other three was. Like it was really like no one was checking it out, but I was blogging consistently for like yeah. four years. No one was like reading the blogs. I was reading my own content and all of it. And so 2019 comes and I lost my job at the bakery. I lost mm -hmm. my job with my sister because we worked together at the same place. So, um, the job, they went on a strike, like this big strike for like four months. And within that four month span, it was really hard for me to land a job. And so my sister, she said, Andra, how about we just move to California? And I was like, okay. Like <laughs> left that, that the day that we had the idea to move to California was the same day that we left. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I don't think I remember, know that part. Maybe you did tell me literally. So you guys, what, found a place, everything that same day? Or you just, that was another. No, that was. Because. Yeah, that was, that move was a really big faith move. So when we decided to do everything, we had some connections already in California. And they said, okay. oh, I got you. You have a place to stay. You have a job. So everything, when we called, everything was really in place. Okay. So when we, when we got here, that's when we realized that, okay, it's not, it's not in place. And so that's when the actual fear or the struggle came about. And so, yeah, that was really like that faith walk. How did that, you know, because for me, I'm thinking in my mind, like you pick up, you drive, whatever, you know, going across the town. And then all of a sudden you get to a place and it was nothing like you imagined. Like, what did you guys do after that? Did you just. We cried. My sister and I, we cried for a year. We cried for a year. Because when we, when, okay, so we had the idea, we said that same day, hey, we're moving to LA, let's go. We packed yeah. up our car. My lease was already up. We're paying month by month to stay in the place. So we contact everyone at the leasing office. And so I said that, you know, we're done. My, I still have family that lived in Michigan. So they came and cleaned out the rest of the this thing that were in my townhouse and they they sold everything and all that. I gave away my car. Like it was so like the everything was so fast. Like within one day, I sold my car. I um that same day because it was a morning call. Yeah. And so, <laughs> the same day, sold my car, sold everything in the house. We had two to three hundred dollars 
to move. And when we got here, we it was like, we thought that everything would be okay. So as we were driving to LA, people, uh, we didn't think nothing about like saving all like that because it was said to us that you have all of this stuff when you get here. So yeah. we were like, okay, they say you'll start work the next day, all of that. So it was a lot, like we cried. I went through like depression because I felt as if, I received this word in 2012 and 2012, 2013. And I finally had the courage to step out on it, to do it. And it, it just fell flat. It was like for around a year or two. Did you stay out here? Or did you guys then go back to Michigan? And then. No, we, we stayed out here. We didn't have any money to go to travel, to do anything. Yeah. So we were literally stuck in California. Did the job still or did the job still work out? Or did you guys still have to like hustle and find other jobs and Yeah, well, the job <laughs> the jobs that we had lined up, we went to to see about those jobs and the lady wanted for us to lie. So, I would have worked in Beverly Hills and the lady said I want for you to lie to get this job because you're going to start to do X, Y, and Z at this job and you don't have the qualifications, but I want for you to lie so that we can sign this. Um, I think it was like a $30,000 contract and I will be a part of that contract and it'll pay me out as a contractor. And so I was like, no, because I don't know what I'm doing. Like this is, I feel like, and I don't like to lie because I get very like, yeah. in my lie. I can't remember my lie. So <laughs> I'm like lying to this person. And so when I'm, you tell one lie, you gotta, you really do gotta remember the other lie. Yeah, like you can you know tell what I mean? one lie. And then the, the other lies is like, whatever. So and you forget what you said. You'd be like, oh, yesterday was your left foot. Now today is your right. And you'd be like, I don't know, just something hurt. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, like when you get some foot, it's some foot. I don't know. I can't remember the details, but she was training me to lie wow. to get contract. And so my spirit said, no, don't do it. <laughs> the so I was like okay I'm not doing it yeah. and so that was a job and I didn't have anything for <laughs> so now we're in still in year two and I didn't have anything and my sister she ended up getting a job because she actually knew exactly how to do the thing that they wanted for um for me to lie about the only thing that for my sister she was pregnant around this time wow oh so, um, she couldn't really fulfill the obligation that she was, that they wanted for her to do. So neither one of us got the job. So we left wow. <laughs> We put our last gas money inside of the tank. And this is so funny is that we put our last inside of the tank. And so I had this course, a bloggers course, and this is how I got back to doing blogging. Yeah. On my way there, we had no money because we were up in a valley. We put our last in the valley and we were, we were in LA and we drove to the valley. So that's in traffic. We didn't know nothing about traffic, all like that. So we were in traffic. Don't until they get here and they get this rude awakening of like, you know, if it says 20 minutes, it's really going to be about 40. Yeah. Hour. Like you're going to be in traffic for a while. Like just bring you some water and some snacks. Some snacks. Yeah. Like bring you said, water. go to the potty beforehand because 
Yeah. Yeah, like you can be no there for a while. <laughs> and um, especially if you by yourself, you gotta have to drive in that one like you can't get in a fast track, man. You gotta stay over there. Yeah, nothing um, is fast during rush hour. <laughs> it's yeah, awesome. like it's literally all just the same. So we didn't know that. So we put our last in a yeah. gas tank and we were like, oh my gosh. So we were hungry. We were thirsty. My stomach was growling. Like I was so like, I didn't have no money. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. And so on our way there, someone, because I, I, I had a blogger's course and yeah. I launched a blogger's course while I was in Michigan. No mm -hmm. one purchased it. So as we are in, in the valley and we're hungry, we're so hot. We don't have, we have barely enough money to make it back to LA. So we're praying now to go back to LA with the amount of money that we had. And all of a sudden I receive a PayPal notification that says someone just purchased a course, that course that I had for. Yeah. And I, we cried. We cried because that was literally all the money that I had. And what's so funny is that that course was only $10. Well, I yeah. And so my sister and I, we took that, we got us something to eat because we we're like, that's the main thing is to get something to eat and get something to drink. So we took that and yeah. And then after that, it's, it kind of dawned on me that, hey, the Lord, and that's when I remember what the Lord said to me, like, you'll create, you'll become a blogger and this, and this will happen. So when I received that notification, because there was no way that that notification or that payment or for that person to even find the blog course because it was hidden mm. so it was like I didn't even know like I still to this day don't even know how she was able to have access to the course and so when she purchased it and it was for ten dollars my sister and I we went to go get us something to eat and actually we went um we got a, a bowl from Chipotle that's what we got and we had some water <laughs> so we got enough to where we could both split it yeah um, so yeah that's what we did went to Chipotle got us something and we got some water um, and then, yeah, so I did a, like a lot of odd end jobs, but the Lord kept reminding me to go back to that bloggers course that I created, um, that he wanted. And again, no one purchased the course when I launched it in 2017, no one purchased it. Um, yeah. so I was like, okay, I give up, you know, and here it is 2019 that, I decided that I said, okay, I'm going to give it another, another try. And I'm going to give it my all. Like I don't have nothing. So that's kind of how things kind of like started. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's a lot of people, you know, when they look at me on social media and stuff, I get like a lot of people, they'll say like, you know, um, that, oh my God, Andre, like you are kind of like intimidating because I see the brand and I see all this, but I'm like, I don't think that if you actually knew my story and the yeah. things that the Lord, like I'm, I'm skipping over a lot of things within just this whole podcast, but I'm like, I feel like some of the times when we look at things on social media, it only tells a one side of the story, but it doesn't. And even if I do tell you my story, I still can't get all of the things out and all the struggles and everything I had to overcome in order for me to be here. And so here it is now year four, I'm entering year four, but the first two years of me living in the promise was me literally living faith by faith and yeah. day by day and fasting. Like <laughs> I was so skinny when I first got here. Like I ate chicken 
And um, and I also ate rice. That's all that I could afford. The big bags of chicken from like at Walmart, and we had some rice, and that's all that I could that's afford. That's like the staple meal nowadays. <laughs> and noodles, but noodles. Yeah. I just went. and I was like, this used to be nineteen cents. Now it's fifty cents. But even noodles that's went up now. But I man, when they increase the prices, I used to be so mad because I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> that I had. So yeah. No, I you know, because it says I'm listening to your story. It's like it's encouraging me. So I know this is gonna bless so many people because, like you said, some things you can't really share all in like a a podcast. You know, some things, like you said, will come in a book when you're able to really write into detail. But the fact is, even just you being that raw and saying, like, no, I came here, I came here on faith, I came here with expectation, those things fell through. Then there was times where the enemy was like, Well, I got you here you know, in this place, how about you lie, cheat, scandal, whatever you got to do, you know, to make it happen. And you're like, no, I'm not going to do that one because I'm a woman of integrity and I'm a God for, you know, and so you didn't do that. And that's still because of that, of your obedience, you know, you were like, well, dang, okay, I was obedient. You would have think that God would have been like, here you go. Here's all this. And you're like, no, I was obedient. And it still cost me a period of struggling and suffering. But I would love for you to just kind of just say like where, like where you are now, you know, so people can see like, yeah, like you said, I had these different struggles. Yeah. People look at me on social media, but even just testimony, like testify, like, where are you now for those who are listening, who may be in a season that you were similar into? Yeah. Well, we, where I'm at right now is that yeah, I was in I was in a season of struggle for a while, and so my business. And it's okay, sis. It's good. <laughs> my business ended up crossing ninety eight k in sales, and wow. then we I launched a second business. I you know had I hired a team. We I have like so. No. Um, podcast like it's so much stuff that I feel like you know not to be like braggadocious or whatever but everything that God promised me I I have it like the 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 money the resources that he promised the audience um thousands of women online my blog ended up going from eight viewers and it ended up crossing to 150,000 whoa come on God wow And just speaking, traveling to do speaking engagements, brand partnerships with Fortune 500 companies. So I I sometimes like, even though I feel like I worked hard to to be here, sometimes it feels a little bit like, oh my God, this is really real. And when I had a brand shoot in Malibu and I was on top of this mountain and God reminded me of where I was at in 2012, where I was in my room and I had a, 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 a bulletin board and I would journal and I would say like, Andre, if no one believes in you, believe in yourself. Like it doesn't matter what the situation it will look like. And so for me to, you know, I was on top of this mountain in $700 trousers <laughs> with- like, Come on, $700. <laughs> yeah, like $700 trousers with a $200 white linen shirt and to me, I was like, oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. just, just it, it's it's crazy because like I just remember that I used to go to the store and I only had $27. And I would pick and choose what I wanted to pay for. 
and I would cry at the register if I what if I went over. And so to look at God's promises coming together, the way that he said it, it is like it's so it's so like it's so unbelievable in a sense, you know, yeah. um, that God what that he answered his prayer, like he answered what he did what he said he was going to do. And even though I, you know, it is some struggle and I did cross, you know, the six figures, the six figure mark in business, I just still feel like I, I don't know, like this shell shock moment almost. Yeah. Was there ever any points in the whole journey of, I want to give up, you know, um, I want to go back to Michigan. It's, it's just, or did people, that was there, who was your tribe? Did you have a tribe? Did you have a circle then? Or was, did you have people that was like, girl, you can just, just come home, you know, just come back, you know, like. Well, I didn't have anyone telling me to go back home. Mm -hmm. um, I had my sisters and my mom, which I still have right now. My circle is really small. I don't, yeah. I don't put a lot of people in that to get to that heart and to that core of me to where, I don't know, I just kind of keep, you know, when you keep people not at arms, I guess you, yeah. but it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I just had to protect myself when I was in that space of just going through those hard moments, because I feel like if I would allow someone in, they would have told me to go back home to Michigan. So I kept my circle really small while I was going through that transitional period of me only talking to like three people. And well, I that's kind a word of, right there in itself. That is a word for somebody. I know that's a word for me because <laughs> it's like yeah. protect your, you have to protect that because you did say, I know God said I'm called here. Mm -hmm. And if you sometimes get too many voices in next, we know you will have a lot more self-doubt and like, well, maybe. And because you have too many voices, I that's actually a word for somebody. Yeah. And that's the reason why I was like, I, if I let people into this, they're going to feel like, Andre, you're crazy. Like, go just leave and go back home to Michigan, you know? And I was like, I, I can't leave because one, I don't have any money to leave. So that's <laughs> like, I'm stuck here. But also I know that God called me here and I just need to continue to trust him yeah. on this journey. And so I kept the circle small um, until I was able to, my, you know, until that vision was able to stand by itself. Yeah, and I was able to to allow people into my space and for them to have a voice and a vision. And so when that vision was still small, I was like, no. Mm -mm. What would you say, like as a final thing? What would you say? This is real raw, you guys. I don't know if you'll probably hear my dog in the back. <laughs> you know, whatever at this point. But um, <laughs> what would you say, like as a final thing to someone who? has a vision from God, got confirmation, did it, went through so much. And they're at this breaking point of either I give up or I stay, I hold fast to see the promises. Like what is one thing that you can leave with someone to encourage them of have that faith and keep it, keep going no matter what? I would say for me, I had to remove myself from it. And I had to, myself wanted to give up all the time. And so I had to remove self from it and do everything for God's glory. So a part of the reason why I was discouraged is because I was looking around and I had so much self in it and I was disappointed and I was exhausted. But then I realized that the pride and the ego that I had kept me out of prayer. It kept me from seeking God's face and seeking 
ways on how I can, on how I can, I can do the best that I can with the resources that I have. And so myself was rising above the will of God. And so when I was, I was like, God, it's either, it's either I'm giving God ultimatums at this point. It's either God, you bless me or I'm walking away from everything. And so my, my pride in myself was at a very all time high. And so I had this level of entitlement that was attached to it because I said, God, I've been a Christian for this amount of years. I've done this. So this is now you need to do this. And so I charge God and as I charge God foolishly, and that's really what the enemy wants for us. And so if we are in a season, you know, it's, it's, you know, especially with me, I had to remove myself and I had to humble myself and let go of the pride and the ego that I have. And I have to allow for myself to step back into being a servant. And that was like the number one thing is that I wasn't a servant. I was coming at God from a place of entitlement and mm. so I was, I walked away from the vision a lot. I charged God foolishly. I was mean. I was nasty. I was all of these different things. And I was upset. I was angry with God. And I realized that I was a people pleaser. So all these different things. And so to bring back context to it is that remove as much self from the vision as possible, because we are mm. so self-righteous that it is so hard for God to use us because we are filled with so much pride and self-righteousness and so much ego that we are not even servants to the vision anymore. Like the vision is like, we don't even, we don't even know why we're even doing it anymore at that point. And so that would be what I would say is to to release yourself from all of the self-righteousness that you have and to strip yourself from pride and ego because you won't be able to touch the things that God is calling you to touch with that mindset. That's good. So you definitely <laughs> less much, you know what I mean? It just, even the little, the points that you said, like, I know this is going to bless other people because like I said, so many people, you know, they may not be an entrepreneur. They may not be, you know, a creative, but I know that there's so many people who are finding themselves, like I said, in this situation where they have a dream, they have a vision and it just, they go through the season where it's not lining up with what God said. And meanwhile, they're in a place and it seems like they're being hit with all these different things. And they're, you know, it's easy to question, am I where I'm supposed to be because I'm getting hit? Am I where I'm supposed to be because you promised me wealth, but right now I feel like I'm going through poverty, you know, and it it ain't, you know, the math ain't math. And when you just like, God, what's happening in my life and to be able to, you're such a testimony to anyone who knows you and can see your life is that you put God first and you're seeing the fruit, so much fruit in the abundance of everything he promised you. So I, it, it definitely is encouraging me and I know it's going to encourage other people and I want people to be able to find you. So where can they like find you at, follow you at, buy coaching, any of your, any of your things, um, where can they, you know, find all that stuff at? Well, you can find me on social media at Andra dot williams so a-u-n-d-r-a dot w-i-l-l-i-a-m-s so that's pretty much for all my social handles i thought i always have to spell that out but that's where yeah, me my- too it's okay me too <laughs> that's all my social handles is under andra either andra dot williams or andra williams and then also you can go to my website at andra williams and to invest in any of the trainings that I have, master classes, courses, workshops, it's a lot of different things for that entrepreneur. And, and I have done some and they are really, really good. 
you're they you really break down so much so I'm not even like I'm not that type of person like if I'm yeah. hype it up if it's you know if it ain't that it ain't that have, yeah tell me yeah. <laughs> but you know I do I believe in it and it's so good guys the stuff is so good and like I said you just be able to see her life if you go on her page you can just see the evidence that she knows what she's talking about and how when God breathes on a thing yeah you know thank you that's how I can cry I've been yeah it, it's I get so emotional because you know just based on my story or people say yeah you know a road inside of it and they said they like it I'm just like oh my gosh I'm so <laughs> well when you go from eight views to things and then you yeah. have so many people it can definitely be like god what yeah. what is what you know like how what yeah <laughs> thank you so much thank you Thank you for having me. Thank you. I had so much fun. I know, I know.